welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, that's me. You almost going to make it today. I know. Your sister's in labor. She is. And look at you. You're like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're in labor. I got a podcast. I got, I got something to do here, lady. You hold that baby in. <laughs> Lucky child. Mm-hmm. Last thing he wants, his first, one of his first images to see is you. Exactly. Why is that baby crying so loud? <laughs> look at that guy over there. Uncle Matt's face looks weird. <laughs> Goofy <laughs> All right. So we're back at it. We're doing some uh, Dynasty rookie rankings overall where we're at. We left off at 24, so we're going to pick up at 25. But before we do that, we'll get a little bit news and notes. And, of course, we got to get into our exclusive giveaway just for our Nerd Herd listeners. Ooh. That's right. Ammo Athletics. That's right. We're talking about Ammo Athletics. Remember, all you have to do. To win a pair of ammo base layer shorts, three of you guys are going to win this, is go to www, even though you don't even have to say www anymore, right? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much a given. That's, that's early 2000s. It's the World Wide Web, people. AmmoAthletic.com slash nerds. That's A-M-M-O-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C, for all you people that don't know how to spell out there. .com backslash nerds. All entrants will receive a code also for 50% off of their merchandise. Ammo Athletics. It's a, it's an under it's an under base layer right. performance. Exactly. Um clothing company. They're the ultimate athletic underwear made from super lightweight Italian fabric. That sounds sexy. Ooh, fragile. With a hyper comfortable <laughs> ergonomic. Ergonomics. I should have practiced this again. Nah, you're I was fine. like, oh let me bring up this read sheet over here from uh, ammo again. No, you're good at reading. Go ahead. <laughs> Come for I, I should give this to you again. What am I doing? Why am I reading? No, no one, I have a terrible voice. You have that deep, sensational, terrific voice. Start from the top. Mm-mm. Ergonomics. Go ahead. Ergonomic design. <laughs> Ammo is built for high performance, but comfortable enough to wear every day. Ammo is made right here in the USA. God bless America. Ooh. With endorsements from fitness pros like Tony Gentlecore and Ben Greenfield. Ben Visit. Green- AmmoAthletic.com backslash nerds to learn more and enter win one of three pair of ammo ba- ammo base layer pants. Sure. Shorts? Shorts, I believe. Dude, they got mad gear at ammo. Yeah. Let check them out, that. man. And plus, just for getting that, they're going to send you a code for 50% off. That's a pretty sweet deal. Now, this these underwear make your junk pretty comfortable. You know, sometimes you, know, you get the wrong pair of like boxer briefs or something. You know, you bend down because you dropped your wallet. Oh yeah, I have, I've got major issues. I need a very particular, you know, like I have to have a, a the boxer briefs, and I like the long ones that go like past the halfway part of your thigh. Because uh-huh. when I work out, if they're too short, then they just they go right up my right up my leg, and then I'm just like eating them. The whole Whatever, thing. Yeah, and if they're too short, you get the ones that are like if they're not like tight enough, they get loose. So then you they turn into boxers. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, you got to have comfortable. Underwear. Women, most for the most part, probably don't have to deal with this. You know? No, I would imagine They get a piece of dental floss, and they're ready to go. <laughs> Us, we need support. We need comfort. It's like a bra underneath. I don't know. Package that, everything in there nicely. Is that a bro? Fluff it up a little bit. It's a man's ear. <laughs> Why does that look so funny? Don't worry about it. So make sure you get to AmmoAthletics.com. 
Uh, three winners will be announced, I think, on the 21st. So we'll announce those winners on the podcast. He'll ship you some free gear, and you get 50% off. That's worth it right there. Just get to AmoAthletics.com backslash nerds for that 50% off. I'm hoping you get a pair of sweet undies for like 15 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah, man. Check them out. You start working out more, looking good. Yeah, totally. I don't need to do that or look good. <laughs> you got that beach bod already. <laughs> you got that. I've been out there tanning. I going know. through this heat wave, man. I know, man. It's like Ugh. 90 degrees a day. All right. No, enough about my sexy body. Let's talk about rookies. But before we do that, stop. Stop, stop the presses. I saw you better go right in the number 25. I was. I forgot about our news and notes. Salt and Pepper like to talk about sex. We're going to talk about Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy. Oh, no. Before we get that, too, I want to tell you. Basically the same thing, but go ahead. Almost the same thing. Right before you came over, my son was hungry. My wife's gone. I don't know where she is. She leaves me home with the kids. I'm supposed to know how to play adult and play dad. <laughs> so I'm pretending. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, all right, dude, what do you want? And he's like, I want an apple with some peanut butter. I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, but whatever. Yeah. I take a bite of the apple with the peanut butter. Holy shit kebabs. That's the first time you had apple with peanut butter? It's the first time in my entire history of existence. It's delicious. What? How old are you that you've never <laughs> had almost, an apple with I'm peanut almost butter? 38. Yeah, I know. If, if I had it before, I was knocked off my socks with the, I literally I was I ate I ate was almost his whole apple with, with the peanut butter. Yeah, it's delicious. It was unreal. Have you have you tried banana and peanut butter? I have. And that is fabulous. Yeah, that's yeah. good too. So I just wanted to make sure that. because my mind's blown that you haven't had apples and peanut butter. So never had it. Never right. never thought besides like, you know, bread and jelly of mixing anything with peanut butter. Pretzels, pretzels. Peanut Listen, butter is a great little dip, my friend. I apparently I I never knew it. But the juiciness of the apple mixed with the deliciousness of the peanut butter. And peanut butter is good for you, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so healthy today. <laughs> Chowing down those apples I mean, and peanut butter. The, depends on the peanut butter. Right? I'm going mean, to show up at work. Yeah. There's like peanut butter around my mouth. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you already talked like you got peanut butter in your mouth. <laughs> you know, there's, there's eight dudes listening right now. I'm like, just don't act like you haven't had peanut butter and apples before, you mush mouth motherfucker. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Enough I, of this. Come on. I, told, I was like, I can't wait to tell Matt I just tried peanut butters in it. And I knew it, too. I was like, you know what? I bet everybody does this. Yeah, no, no it doubt. It just seemed man. right. It just yeah. seemed right. Yeah, it's so good. You cut the apple right, and you could actually dip it. Yeah. I use a, I use a knife, though. I don't want to double dip in my no. own household. They have those special apple slicers, too. I have one of those bad Yeah, ones. those things are, those things are nice for, for the apple and the peanut yeah. butter. I'm like a super yeah. ninja, man. My kids are like, wow, how'd you do that? I'm like, I got lasers. <laughs> Speaking of lasers, Jeremy Macklin. Speaking of lasers, Jeremy Macklin's going to be catching some lasers from Joe Flacco, Let me who does not have a noodle arm like Alex Smith. Yeah, you know, before he goes, before he went to Kansas City, he was a pretty solid receiver there. And then he went to Kansas City, and his numbers were the worst he's ever had in his entire life. Now he did get a groin injury right around like week six or so around 2015 there. wasn't bad for Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, last year he he kind of had had an injured uh, injury marred type of season where he never really played up to up to par for him. Yeah, but, you're right. 2015 wasn't bad. I remember I was preaching that bandwagon and said, "Hey, J Max is gonna be okay there in Kansas City because he's solid." Right. And they got hurt and they cut him. I know they're talking about they're afraid he lost a step, but they're gonna pay the guy 11 million dollars, which isn't total chump change. He's gonna come in here. I think he's gonna step in and be the number one receiver in Baltimore right away. I thought it was eleven year, eleven for two. Eleven for two. You're right. Okay. Well, what would I say? I thought you were insinuating that he was getting eleven million dollars next year. 
Sorry. Now he's getting six million guaranteed. Yeah, well, I mean, which isn't chump change, but it's not like you're not getting paid like a number one. Oh wide no, receiver no. Or anything like yeah, that. when you get cut, you don't get paid like that, unfortunately. Right. So I think he's gonna step in and be the number one receiver right out of the gates. I mean, we were all kind of looking at Baltimore and say, "Hey, what are you guys gonna do at receiver?" And they did nothing. You're like, "Wow, this is great news for Prashad Perriman." And then you're like, "Oh, we just signed uh, Jeremy Macklin, and we're kind of interested in Eric Decker too." Right. Yeah. Actually, um, I literally just about two seconds ago read a report that. Um, the owner of the Ravens basically indicated that the Ravens won't be pursuing Eric Decker. So what I, I thought, what I, I thought was kind of, would be. yeah, I didn't think so either, but I thought it was interesting at least that there was a conversation being had like, Hey, we can get Jerry Macklin and Eric Decker. And it kind of gave me an indication of what they think of the rest of the receiving core just a little bit. So, um, I mean, I, I guess, um, now that now that they are act, you know not actively pursuing um, Eric Decker, I guess some of those other guys hold hold a little bit more value. Well, if you have a Jeremy Macklin share in Dynasty, which I do in mm-hmm. multiple leagues, because I'm a fan, I'm a big fan. I love them coming to Missouri. Sure, this is fantastic news, glorious news. Do you want to know why? Because hmm. there's no team besides the New Orleans Saints that threw the ball more over the last couple of years than the Baltimore Ravens. Sure, and guess what? Rashad Perriman, Mike Wallace. Guess what they do? Go deep. They line up on side outside, mm-hmm. and that's it. They don't, yeah. they don't do anything else but line up on outside. They are singularly locked in to that position. Jerry Macklin could easily slide his little sexy boot into the slot, run around, catch 85 footballs, have about 1,100 receiving yards and eight touchdowns and fabulous yeah, that, that, I mean, that would pretty much return him to his 2015 form. You know, he had, like, just under 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns, like you said. I mean, and just pulling those numbers on my tuchus. I know. I was kind of surprised because I, I see that you don't have anything there and you're just pulling numbers out of your tuchus. Because I know my J-Mac. I know. But the Ravens also have had a lot of success bringing in older, better, and wide receivers and acclimating them pretty quick. I mean, if you think about Steve Smith, Anquan Bold, and all these type of guys, they bring these type of players in all the time. And they have success. They don't have success drafting guys i mean that just seems to be one of their weaknesses and really developing wide receivers so this i think this is a nice little fit for him i think he's going to produce pretty nicely for the next probably two or three years yeah and you got like 360 shares with the leaving of kamar aiken right. you lose dennis pitta you lose you're, uh anquan bolden you're so, talking about targets yeah 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 so there's a lot of room to go around with all three of them there so it hurts Paraman but doesn't kill Paraman. I think Mike Wallace stays about the same, and I think it's a really good spot for Jeremy Macklin. I think it's a huge upgrade of getting out of Kansas City. Sure. No, I think I think it really would have hurt Perriman a lot more if they'd signed Decker as well. I mean, I think that would have because oh. that would that would have put him basically to the bench. I mean, um, in most situations, yeah, it'd be like a vampire and kicking him out during daylight. Like, uh, you gotta go. But like, yeah, but it's daylight outside. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. See you but later. You, but you still gotta go. See you later, homeless predator. <laughs> <laughs> just because you show, just because you cut your hair doesn't change anything around here. So here's um, a sandwich and some socks. Good good news for Jeremy Macklin. Not necessarily bad news for any of the other guys. There are, like you said, plenty of targets to go around, and even you know their tight end situation is pretty much a mess right now too. So yeah, I mean that's wide open. Crack of the rocket's still alive out there. They right. still have the second former second round pick Max Williams, sure, who we had as our number one rookie tight end coming out of that year, and mm-hmm. he's done absolutely jack. Squat. Well, he did have a what was it? A experimental procedure on his knee in the offseason. Oh, that sounds pretty. Basically, freaky. they basically said that no other football player has ever had that done, and they didn't explain what it was or anything. 
We so, injected Play-Doh into his knee. I have a feeling he took an overseas trip and, and went to some clinic somewhere and got some work done on his knee. Dude, just put some of those stem cells in there. That's what I... I'm guessing that's what that happened. Which is weird. You don't have to go overseas. You do that stuff in Vegas now. Can you? Yeah, you can do it like domestically, which is no. crazy. Like the stuff I read about stem cells is like, I can't wait till I need to get some stem cells up in me because they sound fabulous. <laughs> just just boost you right back up. Oh, I can't. Yeah, just whatever I need it for. I don't even know. I make, you feel like, make you feel like a brand new little baby. Oh, dude, I'm 38. I'll be breaking down any day now. <laughs> any day. If I was an NFL quarterback, people would be like, how the hell is this dude still playing? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, if you were an NFL quarterback, they'd be wondering how the hell you were playing to begin with. Then I take off my jersey. <laughs> well, that's a true statement. Then I take off my jersey and you see a dynasty shirt under my under, under my jersey, and Schefter just looks over me and winks, gives me a thumbs up, like you got it, dude. All right, Eric Decker, he gets cut. Right. Kind of surprising when they don't really have anybody else on the roster. I mean, at this point, I th- they're just clearing house, man. Oh, they, yeah. it's, it's Cleveland Brown style, complete blow up, exactly. rebuild. They're they're tanking. Yeah. Um, you name know, me a rye receiver on the Jets. That's not a rookie. That's not named Robbie Anderson. <laughs> uh, Quincy Anuwa or Quincy Anuwa. Yes, those are the two star. Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anuwa. I mean, that's for now. For now, I don't think either one of those guys is. A number one or number two. So. Not that we start talking about my boy Chad Hansen. Uh, well, I think he has got a real shot. Yeah, huge boost to those guys from their dynasty stock. So Eric sure. Decker, where do you think Eric Decker lands? I mean, it's anyone's guess at this point. Um, I mean, there's been even rumors that the Browns were interested in stuff like that. But I mean, obviously the um, the Bills were looking for wide receiver help. Bills can use him to offset into Zay Jones. Sure. Obviously, okay. San Francisco can use a receiver sure. there. Um, but there's tons of teams that can use Eric Decker's help. The guy's a red zone machine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and as long as he, he's he healthy land. and right, I mean, he won't have any problem finding a job. No, I think it would be a really good spot for him. There's a sneaky spot that nobody's talking about. Atlanta. Sure. You know, Atlanta, that offense. I know you got Taylor Gabriel, but you have Taylor Gabriel in the slot. You got Julio Jones on the outside. If you want another bit, you know, Matt Ryan's arm, you want to try and get back to the Super Bowl, make another push. I mean, what if he, what if he went to a place like Dallas as well? I mean, they don't have an established number two. No, they just have Terrence Williams. Right. I mean, Terrence well, Williams he, is yeah, like, man. Well, he's a free agent, actually, isn't he still? Uh, yeah, you got Switzer and Beasley. Uh, right. I think I think Williams re-signed. But, I mean, they, they seriously don't have a guy across from, you know, uh, Dez that can really, really operate as a number two. True story, homie. Right. Well, we'll find out. We'll talk about it in the exactly. podcast. Yep. You know, we'll see. I just say, like, that's just kind of pie in the sky stuff. I doubt that they have the cap space for him, but whatever. I doubt it as well. Right. We'll find out. Yep. So. We left off at player number 24. Today, we're going to go through 25 to 36. And after that, we'll breeze through the last couple uh, couple rankings there. And then we'll get into some new episodes. Sounds so we have good. more and more episodes of Rookie Rankings, and then it's over with. Woo-hoo. So at 25, the top pick of your third round, if we were doing your rankings and everybody followed them in your draft, whoever had 3-1 would come away with James Conner. James Conner, man. The Terminator. <laughs> now... We're big fans of James Conner, so even here at 25, to me, seems like it's somewhat low, but at the same time, with everybody ahead of him, it seems about right. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in past years, he would have probably snuck into the second round, but this is just such a deep draft, it's hard to really say, hey, I'm going to take this guy earlier than right now. I probably would take James Conner and Taiwan Taylor over Juju Smith, who we had ranked a little higher, personally. Um, Absolutely, I would, too. Okay. 
But so. we did. <laughs> well, you know, we explained why we had Juju where he was. Right, we did. Um, so, so go just, back and listen. So, James, yeah, go back and listen to the top 24. I can't go through all the names. No. Uh, but at 25, we do have James Conner running back out of Pitt. It's drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're talking about the 2014 ACC Player of the Year. The year he rushed for 1,765 yards and 26 touchdowns. Say what? I said 26 touchdowns. Holy cow. Can you hear me? Woohoo! So, James Conner was fabulous and then all of a sudden he tears his mcl and he gets Hodgkin's hodgkin's lymphoma, lymphoma. and he has cancer so now he does he have a torn mcl and then he gets cancer so he's got to get chemo thank the lord he beats cancer right comes back to play football while he's trained to play football he's getting chemo right the guy's an animal totally came back in 16 only rushed for 1092 yards and 16 touchdowns but at the same time, he's coming off a torn MCL and chemo and cancer. All right? Give me some cancer. I'm going to curl up in a ball and say, hey, I can't do anything today. Right. I don't have the energy. This guy's out here trained to become an NFL football player. And we talked about it before when we were talking about James Conner, how we think that even though last year wasn't a great year, we expect him to bounce back to 2014 form right about this year yeah no i think he was definitely playing himself back back into shape basically um so yeah i think this is the year where he's kind of going to hit his stride a little bit more and with i mean just an interesting player at an interesting spot i mean they took him relatively high i mean they're they're picking in the third round i know it was a compensatory pick but i mean when you have Le'Veon bell who's on a franchise tag that he hasn't signed yet and they haven't negotiated i mean they haven't hashed out any sort of long-term deal with I mean, if that gets ugly and and he decides that, you know, he's not going to play, he's going to sit out 10 games or something silly. I mean, like crap like this happens every once in a while. I mean, that might just open the door for Connor this year. But even if he plays just for this this one year on the franchise tag, they might just let him let him go after this year. And, and it might be James Connor's gig. Yeah. Reports are that uh, Le'Veon Bill will will show up at some point. He's going to he's going to get that franchise money that's that's for sure well he can't even but, he can't come to camp right now because he's not no, he hasn't signed his franchise tag and i know he can sign that kind of like waiver form that allows him to get paid if he does get hurt but besides that point it's there are there is reports that the steelers are somewhat hesitant about paying him because he's probably going to want the 12 million on a franchise tag sure next year's franchise tag is 14 million right so they're not is he worth 14 million a franchise for one more year probably but at the same time, this still gives James Conner a chance to get healthier. And not only that, I mean, Le'Veon Bill has had some injury concerns over the last couple of years, and he's one puff away from being suspended indefinitely. Right. So there's a lot of ifs and murky water there for James Conner to kind of emerge as a guy. And with the fact that with James Conner, if you get James Conner of 2014, you got the a heck of a player mm-hmm. there in the third round for the Steelers. It goes to a great offensive system. I agree. That's... So, even though he's, he's right here at 25, we might look back three years from now and saying, yeah, we should have known James Conner should have been higher. But he went where he was because of the murky waters. If Le'Veon Bell does resign, he has till July 15th to come up with that long-term deal. Right. If I own James Conner, and on July 16th, Le'Veon Bell has not signed a long-term deal with the Steelers, I'm I'm feeling very good about that pick. Absolutely, man. Very good about and, that. And and at the top of the third round, I'm willing to take that risk. You know, like that's a that's a great spot to take a, a, a 
high, I guess, I guess high risk, high, very high reward. To yeah. the guy. So. I mean, you can argue taking him. I mean, he's right in the mix with like Deontay Foreman. Right. Again, I'd take him at the end of the second round. I mean, personally, I think it's, it's more of a low risk, high reward type of guy. So, oh, I agree. I really do. I think James Conner, I have this. I have this gut feeling that James Conner is going to be a quality starter running back. I have this. I just have this feeling that Steelers, as good as Le'Veon Bell is, that they're just not going to come to agreement that Le'Veon Bell is going to go after the money. He's going to put the Steelers up against it. He's going to go somewhere and get paid. I he, they look at San. I mean, you know, San Antonio Holmes back in the day. He 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 wanted a bunch of money. They just got rid of him. Mike Wallace. He wanted a bunch of money. They got rid of him. But then I mean, he made the case Antonio Brown wanted more money, and they gave him more money. Well, they finally paid somebody, but... Well, Le'Veon Bell has going for him. He's arguably the best running back in the NFL. So he has that going in his corner. So we'll see. To me, a, a running back, the, one of the reasons Steelers are so good is because they have a guy like Le'Veon Bell as well. So right. to me, is he worth, you know, 14 million years, and you give you guarantee two of that, so you can cut bait, you can cut loose after that? I mean, I think in today's NFL, it's hard to allocate that much money to any running back when you're paying other guys. Yeah, but when the salary cap's going at the same time. But yeah, you do got Antonio Brown there. You do got Big Ben. Right. Uh, what are they going to do with Martavis Bryant? He's probably going to walk. That's the whole juju pick kind of almost ended up. But if, again, if, if he has a huge year this year, who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of moving pieces. James Conner, James Pittsburgh Conner, Steeler. Interesting 25. guy. Definitely um, worth the pick here at 25. So moving on to 26, we have Taiwan Taylor. Another guy that I would, I would, if you ask me, hey, take one, Juju Smith or Taiwan Taylor, I'm going to take Taiwan. I am with you there as well. Yeah. I mean, Taiwan Taylor, small, I don't know how the heck we got Juju Smith Schuster so high last year or last. His, we explained it, his draft yeah, status. Right. Blah, blah, blah. All, yeah. All that funny stuff. The, the dynasty community. Right. Basically. Uh, but is it Taiwan? It's Taiwan Taylor. Um, Taiwan or Taiwan? Taiwan is how it's spelled. I don't know. Taiwan Taylor. Um, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, uh, just been balling out basically in all the OTAs and everything like that. All all the reports have been positive, which is good to hear. I mean, you you hope to hear good stuff in the OTAs instead of bad stuff. Uh, just a productive guy in college, and and you know I think he he plays bigger than his little you know five eleven uh, height would say. So yeah, but he's five eleven two or three, so he's not like a shrimp. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. Like you said, he's he's coming out in OTAs playing really really well. Taiwan Taylor is a guy that wins with his speed and his hands. He's a really fast player. He played in that Western Kentucky offense, which is which is a high volume pass offense. He came out, he had ninety eight receptions, one thousand seven hundred thirty yards, and seventeen touchdowns last year. Pretty solid numbers. Catches the ball really really well. Um, he's average in a lot of areas, but he does have speed and he has good hands. And with the fact of all the news out of OTAs of him looking really good. Again, we always say those with a grain of salt, but good good news is better than bad news. Sure. Corey Davis, Taiwan Taylor, Marcus Mariota. Right. Sounds like a solid core to me. So get a guy here that could be the number two on Tennessee's offense. Maybe, may, not okay, he's not going to be the number one, but be the number two receiver there. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very comfortable there at 26 taking Taiwan Taylor. Yeah, I think it's a nice, uh, nice little stab here at, at a wide receiver that's got some high upside. Yeah, I thought he was going to run like a, in the four threes. He ended up running a four four five. I thought he was going to run like the high four threes, but four four five still pretty fast. It is Reba Reba, Andale Andale. <laughs> uh, next on the list, 
Um, you're, you, you announced this I guy. I know. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had a butterflies. Uh, here at 27. Rich's man crush. My handsome man. I don't know. I have no idea if he's handsome or not. I'm sure he is. With a chat. Well, he's, chat. he's at least handsome. Hanson. <laughs> oh, goody, goody gumdrops. Chad Hansen, six foot two, two oh two out of Cal. My boy from the New York Jets, Chad Hansen. That's right. Now, this guy, how many years of awesomeness did he have in college? Uh, just Uno. Uh just one. Yeah, just just one. Hey. But you know, in the third round, I'll take that one year of awesomeness. This guy has terrific body control, excellent hands. He tracks the ball well. His size is perfect for an NFL receiver being at six two, two oh two. Uh ran a four five three, like I said. Blocks well. Uh, he's just one of those guys that really came on, did everything really, really well. And I know he was in that rare air raid offense, but he came up really big last year for Cal. He was a he was a nice little. Um, he was a guy that was able to take like short little slant passes and break him long. I mean, he was. I saw a lot of nice little things on tape where I thought Chad Hansen he'll be able to break some big plays in the NFL. I think so too. And he's and, a play. He's a playmaker, right? And you got to like where he's going to. I mean, the Jets basically cleared house. He doesn't have a, a ton of competition there ahead of him, that, or quality competition there ahead of him. Um, I, you know, I think obviously coming from the air raid system, he'll he's going to have some things to learn. So he may be one of those guys that comes along in year two more oh, so yeah. than, and than trust year me, the one. The Jets are very patient at this point with their players. Right. Plus, their quarterback situation is terrible right now. So, I mean, it's hard to say, like, hey, Chad Hansen's going to make a big impact this year. But I do think that his future is bright. I, I, The Jets look, took one couple looks at Chad Hansen and OTAs, and they looked at Eric Decker and like, listen, <laughs> we don't need your kind around here anymore. You've got to go. You're a redundant piece of protoplasm. Yeah. Now get yeah. out of here. <laughs> See that boy Chad Hansen over there? He just took your right. He's you. He's you, but without younger. Any, without, without any shoulder problems mm. or hip issues. Right. You got to go. Yeah, opportunity is he's in a terrific spot. Like we said earlier in the podcast, Quincy and Newell is going to start uh, in Roby Anstrand. There's Is Chad Hansen going to start right away? No, but he's going to have to learn the playbook. It mm-hmm. all depends on how fast a guy can learn the playbook. But he's in a prime spot here to be a contributor early for the Jets. Learn the offense early. Um, don't think I could be somewhat worried about if they, if they just, you know, after this year, they fire everybody and they blow it all up. That'd be my only kind of concern with Chad Hansen. And that is, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the big concern there with, with any players on the Jets for this whole year. So, I mean, I think he's good enough to overcome that, but sometimes even talented players get lost. They get lost, lost in the shuffle. shuffle. You know, they change offenses like two or three times in their first couple of years, and it just, nothing, you know, nothing ever clicks for them. Gotcha. So let's get on to our next pick here. Now, this next pick is a guy that I don't really, dis- I kind of disagree with this pick here, uh, but... I'm okay with it, I guess, because obviously it's here, so we agree with it. Uh, <laughs> it's right. Jamal Williams. It's probably low. A lot of people are going to have this pick as low for us. I still look at it as kind of high. Uh, Jamal Williams, Green Bay Packers, out of BYU, six foot two eleven. Uh, in forty two games, he amassed three thousand nine hundred and one yards and thirty five touchdowns. So he was productive. He's one of those power running backs, downhill runner. Uh, he could break arms, tackles, excellent lower body strength, north. South runner with some really good vision. Uh, he did have some injury histories. He had some team violations issues going on as well there. But at the same time, what worries me about John Williams is Ty Montgomery. 
Right. No, I know you're 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 very high on Ty Montgomery, and I think I mean rightfully so. I think Ty Montgomery showed nice little flashes last year where he just kind of transitioned out of the blue, basically from, I mean, not out of the blue, he played some running back type of stuff in, in college, but he had been training to be a wide receiver. And then they kind of asked him, Hey, play running back. Now he's had a whole off season to actually train bulk, bulk up and, and, you know, like learn some of the, um, some of just some of the skills you need to be a running back. Like he, I mean, now he knows all the blocking schemes and stuff like that, which he was kind of just, just kind of going off athleticism last and year. I thought he looked good last year. Then sure. Year. I really sure. thought he did. I'm really big. I, I know I tweeted out earlier in the week. I said, you know, no, I wish I had more shares of Paul Perkins and Ty Montgomery. Right. I think there are two guys are going to take a big step this year to be quality fantasy receivers, uh, running backs, running backs. <laughs> and Jamal Williams to me, I mean, you're talking about a guy, like, I keep saying this, like, it's okay that Dalvin Cook came out and had a bad combine, which is mostly just his 40 time, and everybody's like, oh, we got to move you down a little bit, and then Jamal Williams has a terrible combine, and people are like, oh, he's on the Packers, that's great, but you still have Ty Montgomery there. No, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. I think he's here because he's he's your prototypical, you know, he's 212 pounds, he's six foot, and he has been playing running back the entire time. and. You know, he's like a pounder. He's like a, you know, like, I guess he's not even as big as Ty Montgomery is now. Um, but I just think he's a, a prototypical guy, and I think that's why people are looking at him like this. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and I think that I think that's what's giving him his boost, but at the same time, so here's the way I look at it. I'm not touching Jamal Williams at all in this draft. I want nothing to do with him. If I'm going to take a running back on the Packers, a guy we're never going to talk about today because you wouldn't let me squeeze him in these rankings, was Aaron Jones. <laughs> Because if anything, I think they're going to look for somebody for that the, to replace James Starks. James Starks came in as a third down pass catcher and running back. Now, obviously, Ty Montgomery can play right. that role because he catches the football. Right. So I guess if you're going to spell him, maybe you would spell him early with Jamal Williams. That's what I think. I mean, everyone sees Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery as complementary pieces more so than Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones. See, I look similar. at it, I look at it though. They're going to use Ty Montgomery as the main back, so they're going they will spell. It. Yes, you can catch the football, but just because you catch the football. Doesn't mean he had to come out on third downs, which he, I, that's why I like Tyke Montgomery so much. I think he's going to be a three down running back. Sure, sure. But when they do spell him at times, it's going to be so he's not running behind out of the backfield. It will be Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is a north south bruising running back. He does not really catch the football. That's not really his no. forte at all. So he goes back to that mentality of he's a touchdown dependent running back. Is that good on the Packers? Hell yeah, because they get tons of red, o- red zone offense. But at the same time, he's not going to be the starter. He's, I don't think he will ever be the starter. Even if Ty Montgomery f- flamed out like a burning spaceship coming from outer space. <laughs> I think uh, if that happened, he would at least get a shot, though. Like, if you, I think he'd get a shot. Yeah. But, and it, at the same time, anybody in Eric Green Bay's offense, if they're getting enough carries, they're probably going to have some success. Definitely have to focus on all those offensive weapons. But at the same time, if I'm looking at something for like, okay, if I give me one of those Green Bay running backs that I could potentially use in my dynasty roster on a continuous basis to me i'm gonna go ahead and just go ahead and roll the day dice for what we're gonna have later around later in aaron jones i mean him here i'd much rather go all any of these receivers are about to talk about and actually another running back i would rather have than jamal williams all right i mean that's fine i uh i obviously i think it's just situation that dictates he's worth it at this point if we had an annual poop sandwich sticker <laughs> award to give out sure. for like the rookies. I mean, we already gave one away to Juju. We, 
All right, so we're giving one away per round, it sounds like. Yeah, so for this round, I'm giving it to Jamal Williams. And I will say, we have a history of giving away poop sandwich stickers, and those stickers, stick like, they're quality stickers. Like, when they go on, they don't come off, rain or shine. They're like those uh, waterproof Band-Aids that you have to use, like, acetone to get off. Yeah, ask, <laughs> ask Will Fuller how that's going oh, man. for him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of giving Jamal Williams that label as well. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. All right. Well, but I'll tell you what, I won't be finding out on my dynasty roster because I'd rather go with the next guy that we have on our list, Kenny Galladay. There you go. Now, you're talking about a dynasty riser? Yeah, that guy's moving up, man. I mean, this guy's jumping the charts because every other day, you, if you read anything about Detroit, it's Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. looking terrific. Yeah, he seems primed to be that third wide receiver, basically, uh, breaking camp that way, at least. Yeah, and you have Golden Tate there, and you got Marvin Jones. Both, obviously, Golden Tate's a very quality receiver. Sure. Wide receiver one, you could say, mm-hmm. right? You got Marvin Jones, who they signed last year to a decent contract, who they're looking to kind of be that number one as well. Golden Tate wants a contract extension. They don't know if he's going to get it. He's got two years left on his roster. Right. I think a lot of these news about Kenny Galladay, too, is they, they might be looking to kind of give themselves a safety valve here where, hey, you then get out from under Marvin Jones' contract and then re-signed Golden Tate. Or let Golden Tate walk and then have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. But the way I look at it is things are shaping up that Kenny Galladay will, one, have the opportunity to be the number one receiver there down the road. But two, I think within two years, he has a very worst case shot at the way it's looking to be the number two person in those two wide receiver sets. I I, know. I totally agree that he's going to be. I think he's going to be locked in at number three for the next couple of years. But one of those two scenarios that you just mentioned is going to play out. Yeah, and if they go three years, I mean, Stafford's right. going to sign a contract sure. extension. He's, he can chuck it deep. Right. They play in a dome. There's lots of upside. They need offensive weapons in the passing game. Detroit's been looking for that since Calvin Johnson left. Absolutely. So Kenny Galladay here at number 29, I know you and I were talking about making this list saying, where do we slide Kenny Galladay in? And we just like, you know what? This seems right about this seems right This seems right. I mean, big guy. I mean, 6'4", 218, ran a four five. So I mean he's a big guy that can move and really I know I know Marvin Jones is above six foot guy, but they don't have a guy that's six four. I mean that that's like a that's like the the monster sized wide receivers. He's you know? a bad man Jr. Right. I mean and same thing if we're talking like upside here, I mean I'm taking for sure I'm taking him over Jamal Williams for sure. Uh I like Chad Hansen's tape. Why well, I have him there? I like Taiwan Taylor's tape. That's sure. why I have him here. But when we talk, everything we're kind of talking about James Conner, Kenny Galladay here could be a major steal, showing the depth of this draft class again. Again, I am taking, I don't know how many times I'm going to say again in a, in a row, but here we go. I'm going to take him over Juju Smith. I have him very interesting up there with Chris Godwin, but Chris Godwin's in a really interesting situation. But even guys like Carlos Henderson, who we like, we had at number 19 in our last episode of Rankings. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we're going a whole ten, you know, a whole ten picks later, and you get a guy with just as much upside, if not more, in a guy like Kenny Galladay. I mean, this right, this I mean, class it, is deep, man. It's very deep, man, and that's why I still can't believe that Juan took a kicker in the fourth round. Uh, yeah, somebody's like somebody wrote to me, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, is that a real award you guys give out in your league? And if not, 
can it be? And I'm like, it should be. It should be a Wait, what award? I don't remember. Whatever we were calling oh, okay. one, the right. worst pick in a draft. Yeah, whatever. Award. What? Terrible. It should, you know it should be? It should be a, a sandwich <laughs> with a turd sticking out of it. Bronze. Bronze. That would be amazing. On top of a little trophy that says the poop award. I'm sure the trophy guy has heard that request before. For the worst pick. He's probably got one. He's probably got one in the back room. And every... Every year, the league votes, right? Secret, secret ballot. And you're like, who had the worst pick in the draft? And they put it in there. And then whoever gets the most votes gets to carry the poop award for the, for the, for the year. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm like, what's that? And you have to like display it somewhere prominently <laughs> in your house. Like, what, is that a sandwich on your mantle? Is that a pickle sticking out of it? <laughs> oh, my God. That's not a pickle. That is not a pickle. Is that a, is that a piece of corn? <laughs> Gross, man. Good God, that's a turd and a piece of bread. Oh, my gosh. It's my Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's Dynasty? That sounds fun. Sit down. Let's talk for a while. Get him. All right. So moving on after Kenny Galladay, let's talk about your boy, Chad Williams. Oh, Chad Williams. Yeah. I'm going to let you talk him up here because this is your man. Um, He is my man. I I mean, I got him, I think, in the what was the third round of this past draft, which, which I thought was, you know, I thought fitting. Fitting place to have him here in our draft as well. But, I mean, just a high upside guy coming out. I mean, coming out of small school grambling, just landing in a great situation, I think. Obviously, he's going to have probably a year to develop here, um, kind of behind Larry Fitzgerald and, and John Brown. Um, but come come next year, obviously, I, th- I think that Larry Fitzgerald is going to be gone. It's going to be basically Chad Williams and John Brown running as number one, number two. Barn free and see our future draft pick. Right, right. But, I mean, I think I, I don't think you pick a guy in the third round if, if you don't have some kind of intentions of getting him in your lineup. It's a pretty high draft pick. Yeah. Um, And probably one of the higher draft picks that we have so low is Chad Williams. Again, because it's somebody that we didn't really pimp all sure, the way up through, sure. the, through the year, and then all of a sudden he had his draft slot kind of bumps him up. But this is another guy that's been – he's been – there's been a lot of good reports coming out of Tons camp of from him. Reports. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's talking him up. All the reporters are saying how much of an athletic freak he is. I mean, he, for his size, I mean, he's you know six six foot one, two oh four. But I mean, he ran a four uh, four three seven at the combine. So I mean, that's pretty gross. Yeah, he's he's moving, he's, man. He's I mean, him and John Brown are both cruising the outside there. Correct. Yeah. Again, to give me him over Jamal Williams, right? I mean. That's, I mean, just that's, just, why, that's why I love that somebody like that has Jamal Williams. A lot of people have Jamal Williams in the second round of the rookie drafts. I would love for somebody to sit down and have a rational conversation with me, explain to me why we like we even have him here. Like, why would you take Jamal Williams, a guy with limited upside as it is, right? right sure, a guy who has no pass catching ability and a running back who already has a young quality starter in front of him. Why would you take him over these high upside receivers like Kenny Galladay, Chad Williams? I, mean, uh, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. Um, then why do we I have him ranked there? I don't <laughs> know. Told me to put Jamal Williams there. The same thing happened with a couple other guys. We just like I guess. it just happened. We're man. talking our way out of it. So we, yeah, can we, we say we that? Can we say that Jamal Williams is then? Listen, thirty. We're we're ranking him. We're, we're ranking Jamal Williams here twenty eight originally. Sure, we could say thirty. Either way, um, if you have him in the third round, you're probably not going to get him either way. Do you know what I'm saying? Somebody else is going to take Jamal Williams most likely by the end of the second round or very, like, top pick yeah. in the third round. So, I mean, it's – Don't it's, get me wrong. I love it because when he gets – I mean, at the same time, we have Adam Shaheen 
and Gerald Everett in the second round. Right. And he, they're not going anywhere in the second round right. anybody's rookie draft. That's what so, I mean. So it, it's, I like it's, the fact that Juju Smiths are going in the second round. Right. That uh, guys like Jamal Williams are going in the second round. Because, listen, let your dynasty team fail out. Right. And let me get the high upside players exactly. here. So, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's a it's kind of a moot point to sit here and, and ticky-tack, you know, Jamal Williams down two picks because most likely he's just going to be gone. Yeah, if we're in our rookie draft and they're like, hey, Rich, what do you think of Jamal Williams? I'm up here at uh, pick 2-5. Love him. Love him. Take Love, him. Guy, he's on, the, he's on the Green Bay Packers. You think he can beat out a former wide receiver at running back? Are you serious? The guy's six foot, 205 pounds. He's a north-south runner in Green Bay's offense. The guy's going to score 55 touchdowns, run for 8,000 yards. Do I like him? Do I like Get him? Get out of here. So besides that, though, even the next guy we're going to talk about here, Donnell Pumphrey, we have at number 30, 31? 31 is where we're at. Yeah. Um, Super tiny guy. Just a little guy. little baby football player. He's five foot eight. Five foot eight, 176 pounds. Who I am down at 169, but we knew that ain't right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now he's very small, but he's the all-time leading rusher in college football history. Sure. Big-time production, man. And reports are coming out. He's going to get work with the ones. I know. And they like this guy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, they've put him on the field with Darren Sproles at the same time. A lot of us figured that he'd be playing the same role as Sproles, so he wouldn't get much playing time this year. But it sounds like they're carving out a role for him and even being crazy and getting both of them on the field at the same time. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of pros here. He goes into the Eagles offense that, can, that needs that kind of player in their offense for that running game. Mm-hmm. And it's how the kind of system they run there. Donnell Pumphrey's all-time college lead in rusher. And Granny went to San Diego State, but still, that's still a lot of yards to be rushing, all right? The fact that he's going to be Darren Sproles' replacement player, and if he could fall into that category and be that guy in a PPR league, then he could be a low-end running back two mm-hmm. on your roster. Running back twos are like diamonds, all right? They're hard to come by. If you have a top 24 running back, you are in good shape. Definitely, if you have him as like your running back three or right, four right. on your roster, which is where Pumphrey is most likely going to land. When Darren Sproles got drafted, nobody drafted Darren Sproles to be their number one running back. No, it was kind of a flyer guy that they thought, hey, maybe he's going to have some PPR value at some point or some kick return value. And it, there's been many years where you've had Darren Sproles in your starting lineup. Sure. So here comes Donald Pumphrey. You're going to get this guy at the middle of your third round, maybe high fourth round mm-hmm. even. But to me, for the reports that we're hearing now, if I had my draft today, I'd take him here, and I would take him above Jamal Williams. Just because of a PPR league, he's one of those guys that come out, catch five five balls a game possibly, four balls a game, sure, get 30 yards receiving, come out with seven, eight points, maybe get a touchdown, maybe get a couple carries as well, getting those low-end double-digit points on a consistent basis. And that, I mean, and that's this year's split in time. You yeah, know, and you know maybe the future he, he gets a little bit more than that. So you're maybe you're getting into that 15 uh, point per game type of production with the occasional spike. You know, at five foot eight, we've seen tons of running backs that have had success at that height. Oh, the height doesn't bother me at all. It's the hundred. It's the 176 pounds that that dictates that he's small in my eyes. Five foot eight is. Well, he's in he's in Philly, so there's plenty of cheese sure. steak to go around there for that guy <laughs> to put on a couple pounds. And he has, he has put on. That's why you have a a. a you know, a 169 listing. I have a 176 or whatever listing because he's been, he's been adding weight since college. So Good for he's, him. he's going in the right direction, at least. He sure is. 
Uh, our next guy here at 32 is our another receiver, Josh Reynolds for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Tall. Tall, lanky. Lanky, uh, very lanky. Yeah, six threes and only 194 pounds. But he's a guy that really um, – he excels at the, you know, the sideline catch, the acrobatic catch, um, uh, just just big play type of guy. Yeah, he's a vertical threat, mm-hmm. has long strides. He's just built with speed, tracks the ball well. Uh, the one thing about his frame is it doesn't. He has one of those frames like it's hard for me to envision him putting on a lot of weight. Like it's just. I agree. I agree. He's not going to get too much bigger. But he might be able to put on five, ten pounds, but that'll that'll max out his frame. Yeah, completely. He made a lot of difficult catches, and he showed me sure. with the ball in his hands, he's pretty good too. I mean, mm-hmm. he can make plays after the catch, and he goes to a Rams offense. You know, their number one right there is Robert Woods. You have Tavon Austin, but I guarantee you, the first, second, and get out from out from out, Tavon Austin's contract that turd Ferg is gone, and you got our boy Cooper Cup there. Right. I think we, it's gonna be. I think the future is him and Cooper Cup. I do as well, and. They're going to hit head coach, new head coach, Sean McVay, and that team. They're going to try and build something really nice. Like, and then they're going to go two, two tight end sets, and then they're going to run Tyler Higby out there and Gerald Everett. So do I. And then I think the receiver is going to be who's going to be the receiver that steps up. I think the safety net's going to be Cooper Cup, and the potential big play receiver is going to be Josh Reynolds down the road. Here we are to the back end of your third round, getting a player with some good upside. Possible that, starter of the future. Possible starter of the future who, even if he's a wide receiver four, right, that's good depth on your roster. Right. And if so, he turns out to be something more than that, you hit a, you, you know, you hit a home run. So Yeah, look at you. Hit home runs. Boom. Like a little baseball player. Wow. Look at you. Off the tee. <laughs> uh, so next guy we're going to we kind of debated, where do we dive in at the quarterbacks? You want to just, you want to just lump these two guys together? Yeah. I mean, Mitch Trubisky and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, so 33 and 34, we have Mitch Trubisky and Pat Mahomes. Go ahead. So I can make an argument for both of these guys here. If you want the safer player that I feel who's a really quality starting NFL quarterback, you take Mitch Trubisky. Right. You know, extremely accurate, smart, mobile as well. Very, yeah. Not as many offensive weapons there, though, in Chicago. For me, at the back end of the third round, I'm going to take Pat Mahomes ahead of Trubisky, but it's not like it's literally one A and one B. Right. No, I, 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 and we kind of debated back and forth. And and the reason I have Trubisky higher is, is because I think he's a better, I think he's a better NFL quarterback right now. Oh, I do too. I, I'm so worried about Pat Mahomes. And that is why I have him ahead. Um, Pat Mahomes is obviously the high upside guy that really I wouldn't have even taken a chance on if Andy Reid hadn't drafted him. Yeah. If you, I mean, I was. This, you asked me two months ago, like, Rich, would you draft Pat Mahomes on your dynasty roster? I'm like, hey, I'll show the no. No, he was just such a mess. And those, he, I mean, I'm sure. Those offenses have a 0% success rate going to the NFL. Right. 0% success rate. Right. I don't know what the odds on that are, but it's, 0% sounds pretty bad. Sounds pretty bad. So, but like you said, Andy Reid, a couple things here. The Chiefs traded up way up to grab him. Sure. They sure. didn't. They didn't leap a couple spots. They they left a lot. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, was it they like 12, were, 13 picks. They jumped. I think more than that, man. I yeah, think. it was a lot from like twenty five all 20, the way up twenty five or twenty seven or something to yeah. like ten to ten. Yeah. And Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Look what Andy Reid did with Mike Vick. 
we talk about Bruce Arians being like the quarterback guru. Andy Reid fits that mold just as well. Andy Reid is a quarterback guru as well. If they could mold Pat Mahomes and get all of his, his nuances down, get him to learn the playoff, playbook, the sky's the limit for the kid. He's got a rocket arm. He's mobile. He so just a great out bass. Uh, yeah, he needs to fix all his mechanics. That's that's the part in my oh, eyes. Terrible. There, it's the worst. <laughs> it's like the worst I've ever seen as a, as a prospect going to the NFL that people are like excited about. I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like this guy is just all over the place. He throws from all different angles. The balls, some of them are wobbling out like crazy. I understand he's got a strong arm, but sometimes he throw he throws from there and he makes completions, which is kind of odd about it. But it's just that's that offense. If I'm being honest with you, I'm not taking any quarterback here because in the third round, this 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 class is too deep. I'd rather, and my, my back end on this would be, I'd rather gamble on a guy like we're not going to have listed here yet, like Ryan Switzer, sure, right? Sure. A playmaking player. And just wait. These quarterbacks are such mysteries. Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser, Deshaun Watson, and Pat Mahomes, where I know next year, there's about maybe four, five, six quality quarterbacks that I can easily get, probably here in the third round as well, that has much more upside, or if not is equal to upside, and it's way better mechanics and probably just a better overall quarterback than some of these guys here. So in this deep draft class, I'd rather gamble on either a running back like Aaron Jones, a receiver like Ryan Switzer or Darius Stewart, a tight end like Johnu Smith, and just wait until next year and get a guy like Sam Darnold. Like, I can get a guy who could be, or Josh Allen, who could be light years better than him. Sure. And still get a guy like Sam Darnold in the second round of my rookie draft, which is only one round higher, mm-hmm. but has such a higher upside here at quarterback. Then to me, almost kind of throw away a pick here in the third round. But I will agree, this is where they kind of should go. I think this, I mean, I think this is where they it's should go. Fair. But yeah, I, I would have a hard time picking any quarterback this high in this draft as well. No, I so, I, I mean rather, I have I have them ranked here cuz I think this is I think this is where their value is. Yeah, I think they belong here. Right. I wouldn't take them here. Right, kind of falls agree. like in that Jamal Williams category. I would rather just and if I do want a quarterback, I'd rather do what you did in our draft, which I want to do, is just let one fall to me. You got Deshaun Kaiser with the last pick in the fourth round. Right. Who has just as much upside as any of these guys? Right, and who's he, in just a good of spot he's as already, any of these he's guys? He's already taken first some first team reps and stuff like that in, in OTAs and mini camps. So. Yeah, and then, then you're getting at the end of the fourth round, right? Then taking somebody here in the, the third, the third round. So we'll see where some of these guys. I think in our draft, only one quarterback went in the third round. It was Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was the first one. I think it was the second round. I was think he it? got taken early. Yeah. Yeah, amateur hour. Uh, so that's what I feel about the quarterbacks. Next guy we have on the list is our Darius Stewart, another New York Jet, another guy who's in a really good situation. Yeah, obviously, um, they they like we said before, they pretty much cleared out all the veterans. Um, there are a couple of guys that aren't great ahead of him, I would say. Um, so yeah, he's got a pretty clear path to getting a starting job here in the next couple of years. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of flux with his situation just until they get a quarterback and stuff like that. He's just a thick body receiver out of Alabama that was not utilized in Alabama kind of falls like that Malachi Dupree kind of thing. Like there's not like a whole lot to watch on him. Right. Kind of somewhat of a mystery. He is a bit of a mystery. Yeah. And but again, he's in a he's, good spot. He's taken high. I mean, he got taken higher than uh, Chad Hansen. I just didn't 
He was drafted higher than Chad Hansen. I just, I mean, I guess from what I saw, I liked Chad Hansen's Chad Hansen's explosiveness a little bit more. But isn't that like didn't we talk about this like a couple of years ago on the pod? Isn't always like if you look second, back at my my thing is the second wide receiver taken. Yeah, yeah, it's the second wide receiver that they, the teams take that usually ends up being the better one. Right. It's weird how that works out that way. Uh, I don't think it's gonna work out that way with Corey Davis at Taiwan Taylor, but it could definitely work out with Chad Hansen or Darius Stewart. Right. I mean, these guys you're talking about a third and a fourth round pick instead of like a first round pick and a third round pick. So I, I think if you come away with like Chad Hansen and our Darius and kind of stack those two receivers out and on that team, you're coming away with most likely a starter. So it might not be a ter- terrible stack. Cause I mean, look at the Jets are gonna get the first pick next year. Worst case is second pick. They're gonna come away with a called quality quarterback next year. So I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, they have Josh McCown and Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty. That's a whole bag of garbage right there. I want to light them fire in front right. of my doorstep. They're obviously going to be. Yeah, they have Josh McCown. They're they, going to get They're going to get the first round pick. They're, they're going to be the They're going to be moving yeah. on up. All yeah, right? for sure. All that guy does is lose. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen it with my own two eyes. Right. Great guy, though. Great totally guy. Res- totally respect that mofo. I just don't want to quarterback my team. Right. He's just, all he does is lose. And the last guy on our list, the very last guy here at 36 to round out our top 36 dynasty rookies is Joe New Smith. You like that guy. I do, man. He's um Tell the people why. Well, I mean, give it to him, Steve Dave. Tell him, Steve Dave. Get it right. Uh I, I think he is the closest thing to like an Evan Ingram type of guy. Um, if you miss out on Evan Ingram or, or Jared Albert um in the first couple of rounds, I think you can go ahead and pick Joe New Smith. Feel really good about it. He is basically a clone of those guys as well, and um, he's gonna he's gonna be taking over for um, what's his name, Delaney Walker there, and and see, yeah. and he's he's such a similar player. I think it's gonna be great for him to learn because they're both right around six three, like two forty five, and and they're athletic guys. So um, Joe New Smith, I think, is gonna learn a lot from Delaney Walker here in the next year, year and a half. Yeah, and I agree. I think, I think he's in a really gonna, good spot. To I think learn. he's going to take over. I mean, look at the, look. He's got a great quarterback, and he's going to be in a really good situation in about three years for a long time. Yeah, I'm highlighting Jonu Smith's name, and he's something I'm going to try and acquire at the end of the 2018 season. Sure. Like, and because I, I feel like like these are guys I put notes into, mm-hmm. uh, and you should too. If you keep notes, you should highlight his name and say, hey. Like it's not if you have like a little dynasty book and says okay guys that you want to go after like a future like almost like MFL has a watch list right you keep your own watch list and you put notes in there like say you have a twenty eight like you just have a section that says twenty seventeen twenty eighteen twenty nineteen you can look ahead and you can put a little note like you, right now say your twenty eighteen blank slate is wide open right there's no not a lot of notes in there sure. but you have in there oh traded for first round pick or whatnot. I'd put a note in there saying, hey, at the end of this year, go put some feelers out there and try and acquire John, Joe New Smith because you probably get him for like a fourth, fifth round pick at that point. If he's done, yeah, if he's done nothing. If, if he he's done nothing, right. which, which we expect him probably not to do much there. Right. With that, that young offense and Delaney Walker. Yeah. Who knows? Delaney Walker could fall off a cliff or, or you know, production wise, or he could get injured and, and open up the door for Joe New, Joe New Smith to do something. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And that's not a nod to go out there and like, oh, pay high price. I just feel like you'll be able to get him for real cheap. Right. If you missed out on him in this draft, He's somebody I'm kind of keeping. I'm going to remember his name. And that's why I think I think you should. I think, you know, that's why I'm advocating, hey, take him 36. Because personally, I I mean, I think he, there's probably some drafts where you could be, you'll be able to get him in the fourth round. But I think you should, 
if you're sitting there with the last pick in the third round, I think he's well worth the pick. I think you're really going to like that, you know, a few years down the line. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about, you know, you got guys like they're still out there like Jake Butt. Right. George Kittle. Sure. I mean, uh, there's other guys end. that for sure. I just think um, he might be the last one of the of the really high upside guys for me. Okay. I, I'm still interested and intrigued by Jake Butt because he could be the, end of the, being like that Jake, Jake uh, Jason Wing kind of player there. Sure. Uh, but, again, he's he's coming off injury. But athletically, he he's a little bit more limited. Oh, yeah. Than definitely. The, so, that I mean, that's what I mean by, like, the really high upside guys. That and, are, it, and that's why we have him here. Right. So, obviously, there's probably some guys that we did not talk about that you guys are like, hey, you guys haven't talked about these guys yet. We still sure. have Deshaun Watson out there. We still have Deshaun Kaiser out there. We have Ryan Switzer out there. We have Isaiah Ford out there. The aforementioned Jake Butt. Jake Butt. Bucky Hodges sure. still out there. A lot of guys here in the fourth round, we can still get some pretty good value. Aaron Jones, we didn't talk about. Well, I probably would have taken here at the end of the third round. Elijah McGuire. Elijah McGuire, Jeremy McNichols. Right. Ton, like, There's a lot of talent. This draft just goes on and on and on with talent. One of the best classes since 2014. If it pans out like that class, it could be just as good. Probably more in on the, on the run. I think they'll need the receivers to really pan out. Cool. Put yeah, these guys in. For sure. Uh, so that's it. At 36, I want to thank everybody that gave us a rating review on iTunes. Pushed us past. But I have a new declaration. Oh, what it, What now? Listen, I asked for everybody to get us to, to become Spartans and get us to 300, right? Sure. The listeners, as they always are, the nerd herd, exceeded they, my expectations. Sure they did. We went from 290 to 317. To 317? 317. Oh, last I heard it was 307. Nope, 317. Wow. They like me. They really like you. They like you. Do they? They really like us. Oh, man. So listen, we have a new credence now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's better than 300? 400. Oh, come on. Now you're just being greedy now. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. It's a march to 400. <laughs> oh, Men, my God. All right. <laughs> women, children, if you have an iPhone... Get out there and leave us a rating and a review. That's all we ask, baby. That's, uh, Come on. Get out there and push a couple buns, baby. Come on. Oh, wow. Just ask for two seconds of your time. If you don't want to, you can just leave a little star ranking. That's fine, too. I prefer to read your comments. I love them all. And a couple of people on there already wrote. They're like, screw 300. This is March to 400. And they got me all motivated. Oh, man. There's like three of them. Like, you're they, right. You're right. There's not many. There's not many fantasy podcasts that have 400 reviews. Wow. So There's no dynasty podcast that has 400 <laughs> reviews. There's no dynasty podcast that has even 300 reviews. Whoa. So I feel a little special for that. But with your help, we could be the first one to 400. And then from there, I'll ask you to five. But then we'll stop. You guys see that this is never going to end. But yeah. go ahead. It and gives me something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So if you do ever have the time, you know, and when you do that, we jump the rankings. Like I know last week because of all those rankings, we were like up to 32 on the uh, iTunes uh, sports. Out of all the sports podcasts, nice. we were like up to number 32. Like we're beating out people on ESPN. Sweet, man. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So it's thanks to you guys. So by you guys liking us and giving us a rain review on iTunes, it just helps more people find the podcast. And, of course, it does not include all the international reviews because I can't read those unless I go look for them. I don't have enough time. <laughs> As always. So you're probably already there. Yeah. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. We, I'm still yet to contact my T-shirt guy about the uh, red shirts. I got a couple of shirts that have been backlogged I have to send out. So if you haven't gotten your shirt yet, I apologize. Super swamped. But I'll get those shirts out 
I have a note to get them out tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. We're going to order some new si- shirts. I got a couple people that requested some bigger sizes because they want to rock the Dynasty Nerd shirt, but the XLs don't fit them, so we're mm. going to go even bigger for the big guys. All right. And uh, I think we're going to get some red shirts, too. The red the red ones look sweet, man. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, when we mentioned the red shirts, I got some good reviews saying, hey, if you make those red shirts, I'm buying one. And I'm like, Pfft. That's all I had to hear. That's <laughs> sold. That's all I had to hear. Again, all the money that goes from the shirts comes right back and pays our writers. It takes two shirts to pay for the podcast for the month. It sure does. So buy 100 of them so we can pay for them for the year. That's all. Come, <laughs> come on, baby. Leave me a rating review and just buy 100 T-shirts. Great league prizes, are they not? They are. Look at that. What else can we sell on here? Ammoathletics.com. Uh, my mortgage is due on the first. <laughs> anybody? Uh, anybody? Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? Anybody? The pump on my pond went. And yeah. That kind of taken care of. I think that's it, though. I think I'm good there. Yeah, I think we're good, man. I think I think that pretty much wraps it up. And of course, if you ever want to donate to the site, there's a donation page on there as well. All money gets you into the nerd herd, and it helps keep the site up and running. It keeps Absolutely. everything free, doesn't it? It sure does. And make sure you get dinosaurs.com. I'm telling you, man, there's been some, if you haven't been in Dyson Nerds Com in the last week, you missed some awesome articles, man. Really good stuff. Some buy low stuff, some overvalued rookie stuff. What do you do with Sammy Watkins by John DeMent? Get on there. Check that out. Our writers are tremendous. We don't praise them enough. That's what the website's for. We're ramping up for the season, man. Here we go. Here we go. We're only a couple months out. Hey, it's not that far away. So after we finish these rankings, we're going to do some actually like dynasty structure episodes that'll be fun then we'll do some buy lows sleepers for the year mm-hmm. and boom dude it's gonna be season yeah and i'm going on vacation for two weeks in july and you're going on vacation i think right around the same time i'm going on vacation yeah that might line up well we'll see i can't remember the exact dates of that yet so. but have no fear nerd herd we will still make sure you get your episodes indeed we'll just pre-record them yep you'll be listening to them We'll be tanning our buttocks on the ocean side. <laughs> the news might not be up to date, but you know, all, be, all the content will you'll be. You'll be in Hilton Head. Yeah. I'll be in Outer Banks. Yes, yeah, sir. Don't come and find me because I'm going to be isolated. Yeah, you won't be able to find me. No. I go I go full rogue yep. when I go on vacation. Yep. I drink beers and I lay in the sun. It's the only time I ever like lay on a towel in the sun. You would never recognize me. I just wear sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, ever wear sunglasses, ever. My father-in-law said to me the other day that he's like, I got these new pair of Oakleys. I'm not going to wear them. You want them? And my wife's like, you should take them. You don't have no sunglasses. And I'm like, I wear a baseball hat. Yeah. What do I need sunglasses? You can't wear I I'm, I fall in the uh, you can't you don't wear both category. Don't wear both. They don't. It, you can never get a hat to fit right with glasses on. No. You know, like the sun, the sunglasses. So I, I, you know, I only, like I only go one or the other. Yeah. And somebody's like, "Well, what do you do with the sun's in your eye?" It's not my eyes. I'm wearing a baseball hat. <laughs> I'm always wearing a baseball hat. People are like, "You bald?" I'm like, "No, not all the way." <laughs> but I mean, if if you got a baseball hat on and the sun's in your eyes, you just tilt your head down slightly and it blocks the sun. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. And if it's real bad, I have eyebrows and I can help those. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. No. Eat peanut butter on apples. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> All right, fellas. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a very happy, warm, sunny week. And we're out. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.